Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. We are now recording episode four of season six of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. If you haven't been listening this season, we are weathering the storm with Nehemiah. And we spent the last three episodes really kind of setting the stage and foundation for our study, talking about who Nehemiah was and the book that bears his name. We've discussed the problem that Nehemiah faced and that the city of Jerusalem had been destroyed, the walls had been burnt down with fire. And then in our last episode, we talked about the prayer that he prayed to God. And now we dive into this episode and next as a small two-part series on looking at the leadership qualities of Nehemiah. And I believe that when we face the storms of life, we need to have that sense of leadership, that sense of, okay, here's the problem, here's the storm, let's address it. And so as we think about this this small two-part series, we're going to look at this in, in a phrase uh, that Brother B.J. Clark used to use at the Memphis School of Preaching. I thought it'd be fitting for these two episodes. This episode, episode four, we're going to discuss leadership qualities of Nehemiah of planning the work. When we come to episode five, we'll notice the leadership quality of Nehemiah is working the plan. And so both of those things are, of course, very important when you think about doing the will of God, planning the work and working the plan. As we think about this, we're going to come to Nehemiah chapter 2. And in this episode, we're going to read verses 11 through 17. In our next episode, episode 5, Lord willing, we'll read Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 18, all the way through chapter 3 and verse 32, as we think about how Nehemiah was able to plan the work and work the plan. Before we dive into our study and before we read the text, I do want to say a quick word about the Scattered Broad Network. As always, we want to emphasize uh, the importance of uh, reaching out to all of you listeners to subscribe to our master feed so you can get content or access to the content that we are putting out. Uh, not just this podcast, but so many others on the network. We have new hosts, a new podcasts, a variety of topics and passages of Scripture. And so we hope and pray that by putting this information out there, uh, that it will help all of those who hear it. And we certainly appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, you can, uh, of course, subscribe to our Master Feed. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. You can email us at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com and visit our website, thescatteredabroad.org. And truly, this is an honor for me to be on this network. I appreciate so much the opportunity to have this podcast and to be able to reach out to others with the gospel. And again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your encouragement. And just knowing that there's somebody out there listening uh, certainly is is an encouragement to me. But uh, obviously, this is for the glory of God. And I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to study His Word and to share these thoughts with others. So with that, we come to Episode 4 of Season 6, and we think about the leadership qualities of Nehemiah. Well, I mentioned this in our very first episode, that of all the leaders in the Bible, Nehemiah is right up there near the top. He's a man who, who knew the situation. He addressed it head on. He went to the God of heaven to, to find mercy and help. And then he just he went forth and he, he stepped up and did the job. And he got people fired up to work. And it just serves as a great blueprint and a great model 
uh, for us today as to what to look for in a great leader. And so we think about planning the work. It, it was his planning and preparation that made him such a great leader. And with that, let's read the text and we'll share some thoughts today. Nehemiah says, So I came to Jerusalem. I was there three days. Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me. I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent wall and the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burned with fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and viewed the wall. I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. Then I said to them, You see the distresses that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And so that is the plan. That, that is the plan that, that Nehemiah is going to uh, go forth with. And again, it's just so extremely important for us to understand the value of planning. One of my dad's favorite quotes was, plan ahead. He would just say those two words in really any conversation we had. You know, if it's, I need to be here at this time, or I need to go this place, or whatever, plan ahead. Be sure you plan ahead. You know, do you have enough money? Do you have uh, enough time allotted? Things like that. And and so I I think about that all the time, uh, even with this podcast. Uh, you know, some of these episodes are straight from the text, and so that's what I need. But others, I need to plan ahead and know, okay, if I've got this amount of time and I've got this information I want to cover, I need to have a plan. And so I try to always plan out these episodes in advance. Uh, to give me an idea of where I'm going, and hopefully we can all stay on the same page and it can all go smoothly. But here's Nehemiah who understood the value of preparation. Someone once said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. You know, if Nehemiah just heard of the problem and, and prayed about it and then just went on his way and, and didn't have any kind of plan of attack, he would have he would have been overwhelmed. And doesn't that apply to us with our storms? Sometimes we see all the problems, but we never see the the, the solution. You know, we, we we see the the difficulty, the obstacle, but we don't see the way to get through it or get around it. Um, and sometimes that frustration leads us to just give up and not do anything about our problems. But when you when you see the storms of life and you see those problems, you got to come up with a plan. You got to prepare. Okay, what do I need to do to address this? And if I don't prepare and I don't plan, I can become very discouraged, and it seems like it's way too much for me to handle. Alexander Graham Bell once said, Before anything else, preparation is the key to success. Russell Wilson, the great quarterback in the NFL, said the separation is in the preparation. That's, that's what separates true leaders uh, from others. And so if you want to be successful, whatever mission that may be, and certainly pertinent to our study. If you want to be successful in weathering the different storms that you face, you must be prepared. You got to plan the work. 
So now that we've read this, let's dive into some of this as you think about what Nehemiah was, was planning. First of all, he went to the right place. He came to Jerusalem. He was there three days. There wasn't anything hasty about this. Uh, yes, there was urgency, but, but he was there for three days. He, he's really thinking this through. Then notice in verse 12, he arose in the night. You know, we don't really know exactly why he did that, but maybe it's because he didn't tell anybody else what he was doing. He says, okay, I'm going to go in the night. Other people are going to be sleeping. Nobody's really going to be out. I'll go by night and see this for myself. Uh, we don't know why Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. John chapter 3. Maybe it was because he wanted to avoid everybody's eyes on him. I don't know. Uh, could have been very similar here with Nehemiah, though. He went by night, so he had a plan, and he took a few men with him. Now, these men, obviously, were men that he trusted because he hadn't told a lot of people what he was doing. And then he, of course, took an animal with him. There is an interesting phrase uh, there in verse 12. It says, I had told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Uh, we hear that language sometimes in the religious world today that, well, God laid this on my heart or God, you know, told me this and put it on my heart to do it. We need to understand that that, that doesn't happen apart from the Word of God. Uh, for example, Lydia in Acts 16, it says that the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Well, the verse before that says she heard what Paul and the others were preaching. And so how was her heart really opened? Was it a miraculous direct thing against her will? No. Her heart was opened because she heard the word. So her heart was opened because her ears were opened. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. Another example, of course, is in Acts chapter 2. When they heard this, they were pricked in the heart. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? So it's not that Nehemiah is saying that, you know, God put this in my heart. And this is what I'm going to do. It's really connecting with the fact that he went to God in prayer. He went to him in prayer he put all things in God's hands, and he had confidence and assurance that, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And he went forth with purpose. So I just want to make a comment about that verse and that phrase. It was a very interesting phrase. But Nehemiah felt wholeheartedly and was convicted that this is what he needed to be doing. And he'd already gone to God in prayer about it, and he went forth and he did it. And so a great example here of, of Nehemiah trusting and having confidence and assurance that what he was doing is what God wanted him to do. Verse 13, it says, I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent wall and the refuse gate, and I viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down and its gates, which were burned with fire. This shows the validity of the uh, report that was given to him. Remember back in chapter one, two, and three, you know, it wasn't a, uh, an exaggeration of what really happened. Know that the the gates were burned down. Uh, the walls were destroyed. And so he wanted to see it for himself. And I believe that's a great quality of this leader. You know, he's not just taking somebody's word for it. Not that he didn't trust them, but I want to go see it for myself. And sometimes the problems that we face, we need to see them head on. And sometimes we don't see them as clearly as we should. And thus we don't address it the way that we should. Verse 15 reminds us that he went up in the night and he viewed the wall. He's able to see it. He, he, he knows that he's got a mission. Verse 16, again, is interesting. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews. So the men with him, I mean, they must have had to be really 
trusted people. He hadn't told the Jews. He didn't tell the priests. He didn't tell the nobles, the officials. He didn't tell anybody. But he knew what he was doing. In verse 17, that final verse that we read, he said to them, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. So here is the plan. And I want you to notice this, highlight and underline it if you'd like to do that in your Bible. Here's the plan that Nehemiah devises. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And verse 18, is, of course, is what we're going to work on in our next episode, but I, I want us to read this in connection with the plan. Verse 18, he, he gives them assurance. He doesn't just say, all right, let's go build it. He wants them to know, hey, we've got heaven's endorsement here. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me. That's, that's crucial. Nehemiah says, I've gone to God in prayer about this, and I know this is what he would have me to do. And the good hand of my God is upon me. And also the king's words that he had spoken to me. So you notice how Nehemiah is rallying the troops. He's giving them the encouragement that they need to perform this task. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem. We can do this. We've got the God of heaven with us, and we've got King Artaxerxes who has given me his word. He's written letters. We have the, the authority. We have the blessing, if you will, to go and do it. Now notice at the end of verse 18 how they responded to Nehemiah's plan. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. This, of course, is where we want to transition our next episode about working the plan. But no doubt we want to spend some time about how we are to plan the work. Nehemiah put this plan together. Again, it wasn't hasty. It wasn't something where he just, well, we need to rebuild it, so let's just go do it. And I believe this is valuable in other areas of our lives, even today, and and even in the work of the church. You know, if it comes to mission work, you got to plan the work. you got to plan ahead. We can't just say, well, let's get on a plane and fly and drop us somewhere and we'll see what happens. Here at Quitman, we're planning on going to Panama in July, and I'm extremely excited for that. July the 14th is when we'll depart. And I'm taking my son, Jackson, with me, who's seven years old. And I'm just really, really looking forward to to seeing his reaction to other kids his age in Panama and seeing, hey, you know, they don't have the things that we have. And yet look how, you know, happy they are, joyful they are. And look how receptive they are to the Word of God. And I'm hoping it's going to make a positive impact on him, uh, teach him to be more grateful, and, and also just kind of open his eyes to another culture. I think that's going to be great. But, you know, our main purpose in going there is to, is to glorify God, speak the truth, uh, teach, teach the Word of God, and preach, and, and, and help those brethren over there to be edified and built up. And, again, when it comes to a work like that, you, you've got to plan ahead. And so, thankfully, two of our elders have already flown down there. They've already talked with the congregations. They've already established a good relationship. And now there's going to be 16 of us, I believe, who are making this trip uh, in the month of July to go down to Panama. So, again, it it comes back to this connection with with Nehemiah. You've got a plan. When it comes to evangelistic efforts in the local community, 
got to plan ahead. Have an idea where, okay, we've got this date set aside. We're going to go and we're going to knock doors. We're going to set up Bible studies. We're going to buy material and pass it out. It takes planning. And the same is true when you face the storms of life. Now, I understand that that there are storms that you just simply, you can't really plan for. You know, sometimes we watch the weather and we know, okay, at 3 o'clock, there's a 90% chance. So odds are it's going to storm. And I'll tell you this as a baseball coach, I've learned not to trust that 100% because sometimes you'll go ahead and cancel it and then it'll be the prettiest day of the year. And then other times it says there's no rain in sight and then it comes a downpour. You just, you just don't know. But the idea is to have a plan. So when the storms of life do come, you're not caught so off guard that you have no idea what you're going to do. I believe Nehemiah gives us a great blueprint as a leader. You know, first of all, he recognized the problem. Second, he went to God in prayer. And then third, he used that assurance and confidence that he had, and he told others so they could be encouraged and that they could help him. That's what good leaders do. Good leaders make those around him or her better. They elevate the ones around them. That's what Nehemiah does here. He says, listen, I've already checked it out myself. I've got a plan. So come, let us build the walls. We've got God on our side. We've got the king on our side. We can do it. And the people said, all right, let's do it. They rose up to build the wall. And so here we have Nehemiah as a great leader planning the work. Let's make sure that when we go through life, that we plan ahead, that we plan the work, and we trust that God will be with us as we do His will. Again, next episode, we'll uh, look at part two of this this uh, study, the leadership qualities of Nehemiah, not just planning the work, but next episode, how he worked the plan. And excited to study that with you. We're going to look at Nehemiah chapter two, verse 18 through chapter three. If you'd like to, uh, go ahead and be reading that. And uh, that way, next week when we study this, you'll already have a good understanding of what's going on. Looking forward to that study. I thank you for listening to today's study. May it help you as you weather the storm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.